Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show this is a podcast on the pod fix network Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com. Super Movie Brothers, episode 154. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. Jay, this episode is Review-A-Palooza. Yes. Because we have so many movies that we got to review. It's exciting. Since, so I know. Well, well we, did, we, took, we did Movie Cocktail last week, which means we didn't get to talk about any movies. Right. Me and Lauren went out. We saw Aladdin, so I got a review for that. Uh, I saw Godzilla, King of Monsters. You saw Rocket Man. I feel like you got the better end of that deal this time. <laughs> <laughs> we both saw Booksmart, and we both saw Always Be My Maybe. That's five. Yes. That's five. Five reviews that we're going to have to do in five minute ish spoiler free format that we're going to have to tag on to the end of this episode. So we got we got a little bit of work cut out for us, and then we got all the new trailers that dropped that yeah. we're going to have to talk about. Got Rambo, it's a fun episode. Yeah, got Rambo. We got to talk about Terminator Dark Fate, the new Pixar movie Onward that 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 got a trailer that dropped, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino's ninth film. So we got four trailers five movie reviews to do mm-hmm. it's really all we got time for this week but before we start getting in to all of that jay what have you been up to this week man it's been one week since you looked at me well you know what man honestly it's been just a whirlwind of the same old shit other than your lovely house party over memorial day weekend we never really got to discuss and talk about because of the movie cocktail last week no we um, did so yeah we did me and lauren like uh not last minute, about 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 two or three weeks before we had it. We I was like, Oh, let's have a bonfire, let's have a day or like where we just have people come over and play yard games. Yeah. So uh we we bought some yard games that we didn't have, built some other ones, and we were just like, dude, let's uh have let's have like a, a yard yard game olympics like like yard olympics yeah check uh, out the social media because we posted a couple photos yeah. of, of what it looked like a couple of the games and it was great because i great. haven't played those games in, a, in quite a yeah. while and it's fun when they're all stacked up and we got a tournament style going so so we, we we had washers which is basically like horseshoes it's a box that you throw washers from like 25 30 feet kind away. of the toughest game it was the it's the <laughs> toughest game yeah. i'll be honest with you it's the toughest game it's the one that took the longest to play and it kind of threw off all the other ones so i think next year washers is is out and giant yard jenga is in <laughs> that's also going to take a while yeah yeah uh, so, well it can it depends and then we had uh we, we had uh 
uh, obviously cornhole, and then we also had ladder ball, and then the final game to decide the championship oh, and, yeah. and what what everyone's placement would be in the end was frisbeer, which is yes. uh, an awesome game where <laughs> where Jay gets a massive gash on his shin and it takes two weeks to heal up because uh, right. So it's got some crazy <laughs> rules to the game, right? Yeah. Because you know the the you you hit the bottle, you knock the bottle off, the bottle hits the ground, and and the team doesn't catch the frisbee. That's three points. Right. They catch the frisbee, bottle hits the ground. That is that that's two points. Or you hit the stick and the bottle hits the ground and the frisbee hits the ground. Two points. All and at so the on, same so on, so on, so on. time, you have to right. catch the frisbee. You have to catch the frisbee. And there's two people on each team, so you have to watch the frisbee coming in. You have to designate someone to watch that beer bottle and not yes. let that hit the ground. You have to designate someone to catch the frisbee. And of course, we all just spam the game and think like, well, if we just throw fucking bullets yeah. <laughs> as well, hard as we fucking can. If you're a good thrower. Yeah. I mean, you'd be destroying yeah. the competition so 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 basically what we decided to spam the game with each other was just launch frisbees as hard as we can at the person's knees because our rule was <laughs> above the knees it's catchable True. below the knees it's not so just start beaming people right at the balls just start aiming for balls <laughs> uh i ended up coming my team ended up coming in third uh and then uh our friend ryan he came and my cousin fran they came in second and surprise you and sam yes all right get the fucking gold medals man i'm sitting over there on on the bronze pedestal and and you and sam are standing up there receiving gold medals i loved it it was fun. It was fun. Sam, I was really happy when Sam uh, was when it was announced my as my partner. I was like, okay, I, I trust Sam. I think we're gonna have a good little back and forth, and and we did. We just we we played well. It was a lot of fun, and and I think we got a little too drunk and celebrated too hard because once we hit uh, when the tournament was over playing beer pong yeah. we were horrible <laughs> yes yes yeah i did we we did end up uh i i ended up playing my my cousin fran in beer pong until like three o'clock in the morning oh me man so, it, got, it got a little ridiculous and oddly being six eight you would think i'd be great at beer pong i have never been that good at beer pong yeah, i have no idea so. why for some odd reason it's just not my thing. i don't even remember the moment where someone was like who wants to play beer pong i don't remember that who said that who did that i'm not really sure i just remember cups came out and i was like i got balls <laughs> Like, next thing I know, we're all playing beer pong. I think it was your cousin. Maybe? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not really sure. No clue. No clue. I just know that it happened. It did happen. <laughs> but anyway, it was a great day. It was actually, it was probably the best part of, of the Memorial Day weekend for me because, you know, the weather was nice, you know, and, and the rest of the time I was working mostly and the weather was hit or miss and we got a lot of like tornado warnings and shit around oh, here. It was, it was kind of nutty around here. Dude, I'm still dealing with like flood cars like at, oh, at, at, my, at my job. Like it's it's just cars coming in. So I get flooded, flooded, yeah. flooded. And I have to like explain to people. It's it like a wild week. That means your car's not never coming back. Kiss it goodbye. Okay. It's going to go to the crusher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your car was a flood. Oh, yeah. We're going to crush it, brother. Step into a Slim Jim. <laughs> Eat me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else did you do besides uh, my lovely Memorial Day party, sir? Uh, I went to a another memorial day party and i went little uh little 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 late night skinny dipping oh was this was this with the girlfriend though this was not um i i i was with my older friends and then they had they threw a party and it was late night everybody was starting to get a little bit more drunk and it was just fun and laid back and and finally the weather cleared up and everybody just got a little silly okay and, and you know we jumped in bathing suits on and just take them off it wasn't like 
risque or anything right, like right, that. Right, it was right. just, it was just right. It's not, it's not like you're sixteen, thirteen. It's not like you're sixteen. You want to explore no, each other's no, bodies. No. We're in our thirties. We all know what no. it looks like, and we all it's, know that all the women drop just a little bit more than they did right. then. <laughs> Just a little, it's a little droopier yeah. than it was before. Uh, yeah. Same yeah. thing goes for some men's areas ball. a little more plumper than others, yeah. but like, you know. <laughs> some, so, and same thing goes for our balls. Like sure. our balls just are just like you know, just like laffy taffy at that point, just like dripping down to our knees until <laughs> so you get into the water and everything goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, was in the pool. <laughs> I was in the pool. I was in the pool. <laughs> I can relate so hard. <laughs> oh my god! Because I do. I, I I get major shrinkage. Everyone does. I know, but it's, it's just, cold water. I don't know. It's cold water. Anyway, so that was a good time. And and you know, other than that, I, I don't know. I, I just I feel like I've been. I, I'm leaving. I'm leaving for Mexico, and I'm 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 excited and so fucking nervous because of all the political say, shenanigans Jay? going on right now in Mexico and U.S. I feel like something's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, you are going to be in Mexico. My Here's- sister's getting married in Mexico. I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. A whole bunch of people, 80 people, will go into a destination when it's a lot. So, my first time out of the country, believe it or not. She packed and- my bags last night. Pre-flight, zero hour, <laughs> 9 a.m. And I'm going to be high as a kite by then. Anyway, God, I love that song. Anytime, anytime, anytime you get on a plane, that's like, like I want to make like because we're gonna be flying in a couple in a couple of months. I want to make like a good plane mix. You know what I mean? Like I know, like 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 Rocket Man, uh, two thousand one well, Space Oddity. I have a nice <laughs> mix. Like I downloaded four four movies, so I'm good with that. And then I got yeah some certain kind of songs I like, yeah. which is usually on the tarmac before we lay yeah, before exactly. we take off. And then I like podcast. I, I saved some podcasts, like four shows that I didn't listen to yet, and I'll be good because it's four hours down, four hours back. So. You know, that's eight hours. Speaking of podcasts, know. there's something I, I wanted to mention. For our episode where we reviewed Brightburn and John Wick Chapter 3, episode yes. 152, and and kind of like Movie Cocktail, they both kind of came out right around, uh, right around the same time, we had our highest single-day download numbers. Whoa. Which is amazing. So there's a lot of new listeners out there. So what's up? I, I'm so happy to have Hello. new listeners here. Uh, and I also just want to say, you got to pull your weight now. Now you're part of the family. So we're going to need you all to go on <laughs> iTunes. You have to leave a five-star review. You're going to have to write something nice about us. Because that's how we grow. That's how we get found. Uh, but anyway, no, just just welcome everybody who is a new listener listening to Super Movie Bros. Uh, and been, reach out to us. Yeah. You know, we love to hear from you and uh, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. And this is, you know, fun for Dave and I, and hopefully fun for you to listen to. And we love doing this and keep on listening. Nah, people listen to us because it's a fucking chore. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, before I get to work, I just got to get through Super Movie Bros. Yeah. It's like, I don't even like these guys anymore. Like, it's the same shtick every week. Dave it just, just keeps coming on my yeah. fucking phone. Yeah, and I just keep hitting play. I don't know. Dave's like, you know, Seth Rogen laugh. <laughs> just starts getting on my nerves. Seth Rogen and Keanu Reeves on this podcast. Fucking show. <laughs> Via Contias. Oh. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so is that it? Is that, is, that what you, is that all you did this week? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. I, I didn't really do a whole lot. I'm going to be honest, man. Like, I... Uh, other than my Memorial Day party, I, I just want to get into the show, man. I'm yeah. excited. This is a fun episode for us. You know, we love talking about trailers and movie reviews, and it's going to be good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of like the anything the show's really about. Yeah. <laughs> 
but we have a lot to talk about. So I, I, you know, I, like I do want to tell a story, and this is a story okay. that I don't know, man. It just fucking made me cry, like legit made me cry. Oh. So I was dropping my daughter off to school, and she always, every time I drop her off, do you feel like you you get more emotional as you get older? Mm, yes, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent. Because I've been crying a lot. I specifically <laughs> didn't watch with tears over the last few months, and I don't know what's going on with me. Thirty five has been a very emotional year so far. I remember that movie. You know, I, I cry at dog movies a lot, and I watched yeah. that movie like a dog's journey, like like two years ago. And now they have the sequel out. I specifically didn't watch the sequel to review because I I know I would even though that movie probably sucks, it probably sucks just like a dog's journey sucked. I would one hundred percent cry on air. Like I would probably start crying on air just even thinking about the dogs dying in the movie and stuff like mm. that so um it, no, so <laughs> yes i do cry more but um i think i think also having a daughter and having a kid has made me like i'm sure it's softer absolutely so i dropped her off to school she she usually cries and carries on every time i drop her off at school and i've always known why she cries you know she's she's five now i know it's because i'm leaving i know it's because like she's she's not going to see me for a little while and stuff like that and i know that that's that that's the reason however it's you know with kids they're not always as as good as you and i are or, or as adults are about expressing their emotions but she was crying and carrying on so i'm down on my knee and i'm looking at her in the eye and i'm just like telling her i was like i was like you have to take a deep breath you got to calm down you don't want to cry in front of your friends none of the other kids cry when they get dropped off however they're not getting dropped off by a parent that they're not going to see for another week right, you know right. so um so i'm just explaining to her that you know she just needs to she just needs to get composure of herself and she starts losing it more because like I, I go to get up and i was like why are you crying so much and she's like because i'm gonna miss you you idiot and she starts like crying she called me an idiot and then i started crying and then the teacher's like we really gotta break this up but i was like you go to hell <laughs> <laughs> i'm having a moment with my daughter <laughs> Dave, give it five years. She's not even going to talk to you and slam the door in your face. So I'm trying to cherish this moment, right? I'm trying to cherish this moment. And the teacher's just like, like, you're you're distracting my class. And I was just like, I don't care. And I know you're evil. Yeah, like I I shot it to her like like real quick. And it's like, I I know that we don't talk to the school about like like what what our personal business is, like why why I only see my daughter like, you know, every so often and stuff like that. And I don't think i really have ever explained them the show very much either but i don't think so but uh yeah i mean there's a reason why uh but anyway uh it's not court ordered either <laughs> no, no yeah yeah when you were saying that i was like well no this is it's it's, it's this is a super, mutual it's, this was a supervised you know, visit the sheriff was no. right behind me <laughs> Dave's a good boy. He's a very good father. Uh, yeah, but beautiful so, daughter. She's so great. yeah, uh, it, it just it just it just made me like well up with tears, man. And I was like, fuck, god damn it, I'm a big old softy. And well, look, she's fucking adorable, man. I I, I love Logan too. She's great. And and you know. She's, I don't see her enough. I feel like I, she, I, I got. I try to. I try. I keep saying I, I got to come over more often when she's on your weekends. I'm she spent all weekend uh, having me do her makeup, and then. Uh, because it's hot out she wears like nightgowns now but they're kind of like little dresses and stuff like yeah, that yeah. and she likes them because they're like still sli- tutus or no <laughs> no no she's not into those anymore but she likes these like nightgown dresses because they're slightly form-fitting but one of the things that always cracks me up is when she catches a glimpse of herself in a reflection or her shadow or a mirror 
she immediately starts posing for herself and starts like looking at herself and I, oh here we go i caught her doing it and i took a video of it and like she is like jumping up and down on the bed like putting her butt out and, so, and turning around so that she can oh, see it no. and then she starts smacking her own butt oh god <laughs> and then she like saw me videotaping and she goes are you gonna show lauren and i was like <laughs> yeah and she's like do it show lauren <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> so scandalous. My goodness. At five years old. All right, man. Let's head over. Let's start getting into these trailer parks. I think the first trailer park we're going to start off with is Terminator. What is it? Dark Fate? Doesn't matter. <laughs> does, does, does it matter? Does it matter? It's Terminator something or another. other. Terminator 8, 9. Like, no one even knows anymore. Like, wh- where's the continuity? It's, it's Sarah Connors is back. Yeah, uh, Schwarzenegger's. I back. was right. It's Dark Fate. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's go check out what Lindo Hamilton's up to at eighty. <laughs> Welcome back to Trailer Park. It's the hardest trailer park I've ever done. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's time to get into that trailer park. What you gonna do when it comes running down on you? The trailer park. Anyway. Time to see you, Nucci. Hit that beat, brother. The poetics is playing. Poetics bring the drums in. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but it's a newer wave. We've been on since trust. God save the right style. I don't want to flow until I know that the bass drop. All right, so the first trailer that we got up for bid, Jay. It's going to try to get our attention. It's going to try to get our asses in the seats. They even brought back the old cast of T2 yeah. in an attempt to get us in the theater. It's Terminator Dark Fate. Two days ago, I had this nice, simple life. And now it's a nightmare. That's right. That was 20th Century Fox. That means this is a Disney movie now. It's melodramatic, this music. With all I bet you Linda Hamilton eats her yogurt with probiotics in it. <laughs> Something. Who are you? She's taking. She's taking that actor uh, juice. She's on. She, she, she's on human growth hormones. She's probably never seen one like you before. Almost human. I am human. How do we win? We win by keeping you alive. Not gonna lie, that's the coolest part of the trailer right there. I know. I agree. <laughs> uh, so Jay, you're asking how how has he not aged? Uh, how has he aged the Terminator? They actually explain that in Terminator Genesis, but there also is a. That's okay. <laughs> you know, no one needs to torture themselves like that. I would rather cut off one testicle than watch Terminator <laughs> Genesis ever again. Uh, no, but what they did in Terminator Genesis was like they kind of explained that the human exoskin that sits on top of the Terminator's body can age. 
Okay. So that's that they, they kind of explain it that way. However, I don't think that's the case in this movie. I think that he is actually the prototype of he he is he is who they modeled the skin after. This is like the soldier that they use to model the skin after. So he's not actually a terminator in this movie. Hmm. He is he is playing some he he is playing that guy who who the terminator skin was modeled after. Hmm. Okay, that may, that would make more sense because I, I can't see Arnie doing any kind of real stunt work. It would, and and here's the thing: I like the reason I say that is because I think that if he was a if if he was a a Terminator, they would 100 percent have that scene where he like gets hit and Something turns around, that, right? And the red eye and is like, going. He's obviously like yeah. like tucked away in a cabin. You know, he seems like he's recluse. Right. We found him. So he's... Instead, our Terminators this time around are Mackenzie Davis, who is playing Grace. Uh, and a she's, new prototype of some sort it, that we don't know of it kind of It's kind of reminding me what she is. It's kind of reminding me of what Sam Worthington was in Terminator Salvation, mm. where he's kind of like this part human, part mm-hmm. part uh, Terminator, right. where it still has a Terminator. It still has a human brain, a human heart, some organs and stuff like that, but there's Terminator stuff so it's more of like a cyborg right, than it is right. a an android and then we also have brett azar who is playing the t-800 and then we also have gabriel luna who is playing terminator that's all they call him they call him terminator in this and i gotta say man gabriel luna i have enjoyed him in some things but here i don't find him imposing whatsoever like when when i saw him in this and they 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 do that they do that thing where like he jumps out of the truck and he he goes to throw that rebar like a spear it's so cgi that like it just it takes me out of i just saw it's like perfectly tucked into his pants and it's like it's just so weird looking it's like i just saw what that motherfucker looked like like five seconds ago now you want me to buy him as as a computer generated image and what what i would prefer it to be was i know you were saying like you just tell this is all on wires fuck Yes, more wires. Do as much practical as you fucking can at all times. Always, we talk about it a lot. Yeah, but there's ways the thirty seventy balance. There's the thirty seventy balance. Thirty percent CGI, seventy percent practical. Right. Anytime you can practical, sure. practically do it, do it. And I mean, what like and what I'm what I'm also not understanding is so he the the human skin on the outside is separate from the exoskeleton. The human skin on the outside is very much like the T one thousand from T two. It's liquid metal. It can come off and it can separate itself yeah. from from the exoskeleton of a Terminator. And then he can basically attack you on two fronts that way. Um and and. While that idea, I think, is is very cool, I also don't feel like we need a new type of Terminator every fucking time. Like, why do we need a new Terminator every time? Like, the T-1000 was pretty fucking it's, scary. It's it was just pretty more, fucking hard It's to just kill. more setup, more explanation, and more waste of time I know, exposition, you it, know? But, like, if you, if you just sent back, you know... I'd rather T1000s T like but, I mean you can have like the the girl's character um playing that kind of cyborg type that's fine I get that right there she's made to combat the terminators 
Terminators should still be the Terminators. I know. I, it's, right? I, I mean, that's why, my kind of thing. I don't know why it bothers me, but like the first time I saw T3, which is a fucking terrible movie, but the first time I saw T3, I was like, all right, so she's she's basically this. She's liquid metal outside with with hard skeleton on the inside. Um, she doesn't have she doesn't seem to have full range of powers like this one did. But at that time, I was like, okay, so you just took the best of both worlds and then added that to th- like. So even then, when I was a young man, like right. that bothered me, and it's and it's and it's bothering me here. I I also I know that this is taking place. This is the sequel to T two. There is no anything else. Yes. For, for for get Terminator three that's been stricken from the record yeah. Terminator Salvation uh, Terminator James Genesis Cameron, they, they made a public announcement saying that all the other Terminators besides Cameron's T one T two doesn't it. count they don't count anymore it's now just consider them alternate after universe T2, alternate timeline exactly it it goes to this one so hot take I like Terminator Salvation probably more than I'm gonna like this movie I I'm I'm dead serious like. I like I, I, I like the look, idea of of Terminator Salvation. This trailer was really weird, and I I, I could not get on board with it. And then um, you were you were saying like, why do they have to have this shot with the plane? I was like, well, do you remember when the T the T one thousand jumped on the car and he was like digging in with his hooks and stuff, yeah. and that was menacing and terrifying, and like, how fast is this motherfucker? Like, what can this guy not do? Well, he he can do this. Like that, they're they're going to show you something more that this that that, that a Terminator can do yeah. to be more James Cameron. To- uh, we can put this in the budget. Yeah, let's get plane on plane with the Terminators no. in the sky. I fully think that that come on that James Cameron was so unnecessary. Was I, I'm not going to say paid off to put his to to, to like to come back to the series and be Some, a producer. Something on Something happened. I think I think he might have been promised something that he wants. <laughs> something to, if he just put his name on it. Some kind of Avatar thing. You I know, don't know. Who uh, knows? And and like uh, for I just I'm like I'm not. Fearful. You can't be, I don't think you can be really that excited yeah. for this. I don't fear Gabriel Luna's character at all. Like when I no. look at him, I, I like it I'm doesn't not even. But not even fear. that. It's just, it just doesn't even look interesting. Yeah, that's the worst part. Like I don't. You know, if he was actually more interesting and more cooler looking, or so, something about it, even the stunts right. weren't even that great or effective. We we, we got to end our discussion on this trailer. But two more hot takes. Sure. One, the way to defeat Gabriel Luna, you let Trump put up his wall. Done. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't support that politically. But that, that's how this movie ends, right? Probably. <laughs> Trump puts up the wall, yeah. and Linda Hamilton's just like done. <laughs> She's clearly an a, a, a NRA card carrying Republican. Border, border control ever since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's she, she's clearly a Republican in this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the other the the other hot take I have is Arnold looks better in this trailer than Stallone looks in Rambo: Last Blood. I agree. There was a time where, like, it looked like Stallone was holding himself up better than than Arnold, and then like now, well, you know, facial hair can cover up a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff, uh, yeah. you know, Arnie, you know, they showed him for about two seconds, Dave. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. I mean, he looked like God. He looked. Ter- he was the worst part of of Terminator Genesis. Like, there was a lot of bad parts. A lot of bad parts. I, I could not bring myself to watch that movie, dude. That trailer was worse than this trailer. It was so bad. But All speaking right. of Rambo, Jay, let's head over. All right. Let's get let's into, into it. Rambo Last Blood. I've lived in a world of death. I've watched people I've loved die. 
not enough left to bury. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road and I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. All these years I've kept my secrets. But the time has come to face my past. And if it comes looking for me, they will welcome death. All right, man. It's like so, they're trying to do a Logan thing or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and w- little, when you little, said little that. Western-esque. When you said that after the first time we watched that trailer, I was like, yeah, yeah, Jay, Jay just nailed it. Like that, they're trying to do something that is akin to that, right? Where it's you know something in that wheelhouse. The aging know? heroes, you know, right. last stand. Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't seen Rambo as a character on screen since two thousand and eight, where he was kind of in Burma, Myanmar, and he was, um, you know, rescuing a bunch of Christian aid workers, and it was kind of like th- that was kind of like the Beast Unleashed, right? Like like the sleeping. Gym giant the warrior had gone dormant and stuff like that and he was just making his living there uh and and they they kind of awokened like this killer in him they they, they brought him it brought back his humanity pretty much like mm-hmm. that movie and in that movie he returns in the end to to arizona i believe is where it was where uh his family farm was where he he left all those years ago when he went off and joined the service and what i don't understand in this trailer is he he says like he wants revenge and he's going to kill them all and they want revenge on him and i and i just the whole time i'm going who who i guess we're going to find out <laughs> like it says it, it, the synopsis says rambo must confront his past and underneath his ruthless combat skills to exact revenge in a final mission a deadly journey of vengeance rambo last blood will be the last chapter of the legendary series first off calling it legendary series that's that's going a little far. There was a really good movie in there once. Look, Rambo First this Blood. This movie's is going fantastic. towards his grandkids' college tuition. I, okay, I mean, pretty much. No, his <laughs> no his daughters. His his youngest daughter's only like sixteen or something like that. So like it's it like his his kids aren't even like some of his kids aren't even old enough to 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 probably even get into this movie. <laughs> Like, probably this dude's still this dude's still doing it. But but what I'm parts of this movie makes me like. I can get behind it, and then there's a lot of it that just doesn't make any sense, and it could just be complete, silly, typical garbage stuff. You know, like like yeah. like so so here's unnecessary th- fluff violence. So right? so like here's the thing: like this motherfucker was born in 1946. Or maybe not fluff violence, but yeah. this dude was born the year after World War II ended. He's 73 years 73 years old. 73 years young. He's 73 years young. Well, that's that's all, again, just like Linda Hamilton. That's all the human growth hormone he's been taking. Uh, Seriously. I just don't buy this anymore. I don't. I don't buy this this old man killer thing. It worked ten years ago with Expendables, right? Where like he was in his sixties, he could pass for somewhere in his fifties, and you believe he's still imposing and he's still got it. You know, I, I don't buy it now when I'm watching this. You know, and honestly, the the only realistic ending to this movie is. Rambo goes to meet his foes head on after he sets all of his home alone traps and stuff like that. And one of them hits him hard and he goes, Oh God, my back, my back. <laughs> no, and it, you know what it is? It's and then be, they just it's, kill him. <laughs> it's going to be, he kills everybody. He's all beaten up. 
He slowly walks out into his field towards the sunset and just drops. And just off. drops dead. Yeah. I mean, come on. If this movie doesn't end in Rambo's death, I'll I'll, I'll be severely upset. I'll be severely upset. Oh, <laughs> I I just like I don't I don't buy it, you old bastard. Like, just stop. It works when you're in Creed because because you're the old legend. You know the 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 man passing on his knowledge. There's got to be other roles out there. I mean, I don't know, but he he obviously lo- he's he does he loves action. I he would loves look- action movies. Now, he's directed a fuckload of them. I'll be honest. I'm not following the press on this at all, and maybe he has said this. I, I haven't heard any press I, about this. I would I would go see this if he if he did like the Liam Neeson thing that Liam Neeson did like five years ago where he's like, I'm retiring from action movies. And and like if Stallone <laughs> was like commuter. <laughs> if if Stallone was just like I, I don't think I can do it no more. <laughs> This is gonna be my last go around. Uh, this is gonna be the last action movie I do. If he were to say that, if he were to, if he were to come out and be like, "This is this is the last time that I'm ever gonna do an action movie," I'd be like, "All right, I'm on board because I'm gonna I'm gonna watch you go out. I'll watch you go out." I would like to hear that. Yeah. And then I probably would be a little bit more excited to go and see yeah. this, to be honest. Yeah, because uh, seriously, I mean, uh, and, 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 and if he said that, I, I hope you bow out gracefully, Balboa. Sure. Like, I hope you do. Well, <laughs> also, it's, it's, uh, this, this movie is a Balboa production. Did you notice that? That it's a, it's a Balboa production. Mm. So it's his own production company as well. That, that's making it. But yeah, if, if Stallone were to say that this is the end, I get it. I'm down with it. Say goodbye. I'll say goodbye to you. You will go off and you'll continue doing your little paintings that you do and whatever else that you, that, that you do in Hollywood. Maybe you, maybe he's got one last good script. There's an expendables four on the horizon. I, I, they're, they're probably. And there's another. There's another thing out there called Hunter. It's like an action thriller. It's supposed to be in development. <sighs> and Escape, Escape Plan, The Extractors, is in post-production, but with no release date. Right. That's utter trash. So, um, uh, I, and also, again, for Rambo. He's not quite done yet. For Rambo Last Blood, uh, he also wrote the screenplay for. And we do know that Stallone can write screenplays. Like, he did write. He, he did write the, the Best Picture winner of 1970. Six Rocky, like he he wrote that. He, he I, I don't know who else helped him. <laughs> I don't know who helped him with it, but like he he did write that. And like I, you know, this comes out at the end of September. I mean, if they come out with a nice little another follow up trailer and it might get me excited, I don't know. Maybe I will see it. I don't, but, I, I don't know. It's, you it's, you you, mem- you remember in in uh in Rocky Balboa, the sixth Rocky film, where there's uh, where they said like you know a a puncher always has a chance, right? Like I feel like. Someone who's written something decent at, at at some point. He actually wrote uh First Blood as well. He 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 had a hand in writing that as well. Um I feel like he has one more good script in him and I wanna see it. Like I wanna see it. And I don't think this is it at all. No. Nah. No. Nah. No, he's got more under his belt, I think. I think he uh, I gotta um, go out the way I gotta go out. <laughs> well <laughs> Go out gracefully, you old Italian bastard, please. <laughs> I would like to see him just go out writing. He should he should just fade out. Just fucking work out in your own little gym and write That's screenplays. Because right. yeah. I, I think he does have a little bit of a talent. And he can at least be a co-writer. What do you think the calluses on his ass must be like after <sighs> shooting steroids into his cheeks all these years? <laughs> you think it's just like rhino God hide damn. on his ass cheeks? <laughs> from all Probably. This- <laughs> Probably. All right, Jake. Between that and his, uh, you know, his... his- <laughs> 
his sun tanning bed you know he's probably in every single day he's always fucking tan oh my god how how many melanoma tumors have been removed from his body you gotta wonder i believe he's alive (laughs) 73 years old it's almost more amazing than keith richards 73 years old (laughs) still alive all right let's uh Let's get on to our next trailer, uh, one that I, I think I can say we both enjoy a little bit more. We're a little less apprehensive about me more so than you. It's the Pixar's Onward trailer. Come, dear brother, our destiny awaits. Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. I see you've brought sustenance for our adventure. No, it's garbage for the trash can, and you left the lid on. Oh, shoot! Get out of here! Shoot! Get out! Ugh, unicorns. We're going on a grand and glorious quest! It's not a quest, it's just a really fast and strange errand. It's totally a quest. All right, so I got to be honest, I am loving Chris Pratt's like voice in this. See, I'm not. You're not? No. Oh, I love it. I think it's a little too over the top. I'm digging it. I think for the whole movie listening to that, it might be a little too much, a little too annoying. See, I find it. Tom Holland's voice annoying, where he's just well, like- No, honestly, both of them. Yeah. For me, it's both of them. I, I love the visual aspect of it. I like the the, the scope and, and, and interesting little details that they have because of, you know, like we were talking about before, it has that bright- the so, movie from uh, you know that Will Smith movie. Yeah, two Netflix. years ago, Netflix came out with Bright, which was like it's like an alternate universe type of some sort, it's right? A fantasy world yeah. brought to a modern time. Like, what would orcs right. be like if they lived in 2016 when sure. that movie came out? That's exactly what they're doing here. Like, kind of. what would goblins or elves and all this stuff from Unicorns, fantasy realms, all kinds of things? What yeah. would a fantasy world look like if it was in the modern times? And, and I, I like I, that. I love that premise. I like that a lot. I love the fact that visually the, it looks fantastic. Like Lauren was cracking up that unicorn. Are are like these these like vermin? They're yeah. these pests. They're like the squirrels. <laughs> yeah, they're the fucking squirrels <laughs> in this world. It's just like you know. Ever since the unicorn population boom of seventy six, we haven't been able to get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's it that's that that's the little like attention to detail and the little like fun things that like crack me up. Like in the one scene, you know, a a garden gnome comes out of the house and there's a garden gnome in front of his house and he goes get back to work and like the garden gnome jumps up and starts mowing the lawn and I was like that makes sense. Garden gnomes would be the landscapers of this fantasy, of modern fantasy world with lawnmowers and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. And I, I, I just like, I just like the little things like that. I think it looks, I think it looks adorable, and I think my daughter's gonna love it. And and there's, I think there's a lot of little details in there that makes it visually arresting. And 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 you're right. I think there's enough adult content and yeah. also um kid content that's going to make it a lot more enjoyable i think the voices are going to play more towards for the kids though yeah and and this is the beginning of pixar's like they said after toy story 4 sequels are done it's all oh, really new shit from here yeah it's all new stuff so they're completely done with sequels for now for now uh, of all their, the okay their foreseeable future is going to be new ips so Wow! Thank fuck. Yeah, I like that. It's about so, time. like, um, all the stuff about Toy Story Four, like some of the new trailers and stuff. Like, I, I'm kind of sold on it. Like, 
I'm okay going back, but I think the majority of the reason why I'm I'm cool going back is because I'm super excited to take my daughter to the theaters to see Toy Story 4 because she loves Toy Story so much and she just discovered that this year. So it's like if I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't be okay with this Toy Story coming out unless the message is right, unless the message feels right to me when I go see it. Um, and you know what else is great too? Toy Story 3's message was so Animation fucking Animation holds up. It does. For the most part. Yeah, it does. I mean, pretty well, especially when it's done well. So, you know, they've done pretty good for themselves so far. Pixar has let me down like really once, just once. I did not like The Good Dinosaur. That's the only movie I haven't liked. I was so-so on Finding Nemo 2. And uh, that's other than that, like that's really it. Like I I still enjoyed those movies with the exception of Good Dinosaur. I really don't like that movie at all. Pixar's never really let me down too much. Are you a Cars fan? No, but I do. It's weird. I don't Because I never heard you talk about Cars I don't like Cars, but I get Cars. I get why Cars exists and I get the humor in cars and I I, I, I get the idea behind it. Look, cars just sold fucking toys, man. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. It sold toys. <laughs> so they, 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 they pumped out three of them and they're done with them though. And, and I'm fine with that. But no, I'm not a huge cars fan either. But, um, you know, I, I, I haven't, I, I've seen all three cars. I don't hate watching them. Like, I don't think they're bad movies. But you're not going out of your way to watch them. But I'm them. not going out of my way to watch them. Like, I'll watch Finding Nemo anytime my daughter wants to put it on and stuff like that. And, uh, man, I gotta say Coco, like, uh, uh, just makes like, even in this trailer, they show you, you know, from the creators of, of Coco and stuff like I even well up just seeing the, the name Coco. Cause I just think of remember me when you have to say goodbye, remember me, which is a song that like I sing to my daughter and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm fully fucking on board for this shit. I can't wait for it. RJ, we got one more trailer. This trailer is far more up your alley. This I, I gotta think like out of the three movies we've talked about so far, th- you, you can give two shits about these about these movies that we've talked <laughs> about so far. It's really all about this next one. Oh yes. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. I'm your mom. Put it there. Oh. No, it's my stunt dog. Put it there. <laughs> Shoot him up and slap her ass. Double feature. <laughs> oh, the shooting. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know, with the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? Line. Cut! Embarrass yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people! Alright, what's the matter, partner? It's official, old buddy. And it has been. Here I am, flat on my ass. Who, who I got living next door to me? I'm Sharon Tate. I'm in the movie. In this town, I can all change like that. Hey, you're Rick fucking Dalton. Don't you forget it. Ah, man, I got to say, like, the things, the two things I am most excited about here. Seeing Stuntman Mike, maybe. (laughs) 
maybe <laughs> maybe maybe it's stuntman mike maybe seeing that that'd be cool um even though even though uh death proof did not take place in the 1960s like this does so um and it's no but i'm sure he was a stuntman back then. oh but he's he's he looks he, wow. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be that I age mean, um and it's also this like uh this is a slight fantasy movie like i it I, is i mean i'll uh Inglorious Bastards, obviously, you know, you got Hitler involved. Obviously, those events in that movie did not happen in real life. I think this is going to be the case for this movie as well. Actually, I'm kind of heard already confirmed that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, take it as it is. The Manson saga is partially involved into this movie but it's not the main story of the movie it's definitely following leonardo dicaprio's fading um movie star right career and his you know best friend uh stunt double and played by bad brad pitt you know he's also tied in sort of with the manson clan a little bit but also helping out his buddy who's down on his luck and kind of going through the process in 1969 la i mean it's 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 a fucking visual treat and obviously you know quentin knows how to write some zingers and some movies so so timothy oliphant's in it looking oh, forward yeah. to that yes, as, yes. as well as possibly stuntman mike and even though his name's randy in the film so he can't be right. stuntman mike uh and oh <laughs> oh i want to direct you in a picture it's, it's <laughs> perfect casting perfect casting he feels like a like a 60s director definitely <laughs> he's a, like a producer or whatever he is you know You're a like star. A, like a, i loved all the guns <laughs> yeah uh, but no it also like gets me excited when i was seeing this and i see like like uh, leonardo DiCaprio's character in a role where he plays a guy who kills a room of nazis and i was like inglorious bastards please let inglorious bastards be a movie that was directed by the uh, al pacino like in this universe like i i would like watching this i and i know we talked about this before when we did our first trailer park for it that you said that I, I might be thinking a little bit too far ahead i would love if this winds up tying together like a lot of the quentin tarantino universe like he can get away with it he could like like if and we, honestly i think the the way this this movie had the tone of it they could easily do it and i fully expect that they wouldn't do it in some overt way Either a character would mention that super minor, right, super minor, that they were yeah. in Inglorious Bastards, oh, yeah. or we would see an Inglorious Bastards poster behind, like the director. You know how directors had in their office; they have all their movie posters sure. on the wall and stuff. We would see Inglorious Bastards as one of the posters and stuff like that, and sure. that, and that's it. That's the only, like I don't, I, I would never expect Quentin Tarantino to yeah. be overt with it, but I could. And like Kurt Russell that. would only just say, you know, his name's Mike. That's right. it, and that's and that's it. Like they wouldn't go into anything right. more than that, right? Or something like on those lines. Or Brad Pitt mentions that that he was the stunt double uh, at, for for Brad Pitt's character in <laughs> in Inglorious Bastards. He he played Lieutenant Aldo Rain's stunt double. <laughs> uh, just a little thing like that. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it, true. It's true. As a Tarantino fan, I would geek out over that. Like that yes. would be one of those things. Like when yes. if you heard it and or you saw it in a the theater, you go. Like you just do that. that I know I would. Everything. <laughs> yeah. I would too. And uh, honestly, you know, it's always in a fun event movie when Quentin has something coming out. Fun. Obviously, um, and you know the ladies. Um, I know Margaret. You know Robbie. I love her. She's gorgeous. A lot she of hubbub over um, this. Very, she has six lines in the movie. Right, but it makes sense to me. I don't understand the whole hubbub about it because it's not her story. This is not what this movie's about. I mean. 
she is more of a mythical creature. Here's it's what like, it is. It's, it's, she's it's, all she's over the inspiration. She's all over the marketing. Well, because she's hot. Like she, and, and I don't mean hot. Like, like, like she's like good looking or anything. What I mean is like she's hot as an actress. Like she's a big name. Sure. He still has to sell it. He still has to sell his movie, just sure. like anyone else would. So I think that's what it is. I think her prominence in it and the fact that people are finding out she has like six lines in the movie and stuff like that is and and to be fair, six lines for Tarantino could be like ten minutes of screen time. So. No, no, no well, well, that's the thing. It's like most of it, a lot of the time, it's her not talking. Like it's just she's on screen, but she's doing something else you know like it's it's kind of the myth of her you know she's the presence this inspiration because she's the, right, the rising that. star and leo is the fading star right, in the movie, right you know so and then also i want to give a little shout out to um i think her name is margaret quali um she's the young kind of in the manson clan right she right, right. is a very i've seen her in a couple little things and she's a very talented little actress and um she had a small role in the nice guys for example but she also played this figure in a uh, Spike Jones music video. It, it was the most batshit crazy awesome music video ever. And I, I think she's got a lot of talent. So I'm kind of excited to see what she does with this movie as well. But just wanted to throw it out there. All right. Fair enough. Uh, she plays Pussycat in the film. Pussycat. And for those of you who are not aware of this, but you may be big Karate Kid or Cobra Kai fans. Martin Cove is in this movie, man. Martin Cove uh, from uh, of, of Karate Kid fame, man. Bam. He- <laughs> Bring it. He played Kreese in in uh, in the Karate Kid and Karate Kid Three and in Cobra Kai. So uh, definitely, like I I don't know why. Like, and we got Brad Pitt shirtless. Come on, <laughs> like my wife was like, "How old is he?" And I was like, "Pushing fifty or over it at this point." And she goes, "Wow." <laughs> I was like, how does he still draw it? Like, how does he like still? How does he still? I don't even mean like the way he looks. Like, it's just I've something never, about Brad Pitt I've still never draws understood. people. In. Like, I like I, I I get. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Like, I sort of get it, but I don't overly get it. Like Brad Pitt. Like, I think he's like a very sexy guy, but like he's not like like what I would go I for know. if I like, went that way. <laughs> not, not gonna lie. Maybe. Like, I don't know. As a, but if you're, in, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm as a saying. hetero man who 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 skews slightly higher on the Kinsey scale, when I watch World War Z, which is not a great movie, he's the okay. reason. He's the reason I watch it. He is good in that movie. Like Brad no, he Pitt is, is a good actor. And he's I, good in it. I think and, people are realizing that, and he can still get it. And <laughs> like he can still get it. Like, <laughs> I see. For me, I think a lot of the time it's not. He's a good actor, but it's 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 more when I'm watching him in press conferences or interviews. Yeah, he's just very laid back. And he's confident. a charismatic motherfucker. Yeah, dude. I think that's what I like about it. I think could I he's just like a cool buddy. You could know, you picture him and just McConaughey like, having like oh, a chill off? <laughs> I want to be in that circle. <laughs> in, what, in, dude, the, in the center of in, that? No, in your. <laughs> Just getting it rained down on you. Just like both of them finishing Look, on you. Just Jay on his after knees. After a bottle of bourbon, perhaps. No, no, we'll, we'll be in the backyard of your house. We'll have a bonfire. We'll shoot the shit. And, you know, all right, all right, all right. It'll be a good time. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, so anyway, uh, we can't even talk about what. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is about because even though this is a two minute long trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and it's it's almost a full minute longer than their teaser trailer, mm. 
it gave you nothing. The only thing you know is that he's a fading star. You didn't know that before. And other than that, uh, that's you know, it. I don't want to see any more either. I know. It's, and I don't think we will, to be honest. But what I'm, oh, actually, it comes out soon anyway. It's yeah. in July. So this yeah. is how you. This is how you. This is how you do trailers and stuff. This is how you cut trailers. How how Pixar was doing onward. You introduce them to the world and you kind of show them your characters a little bit and you give them nothing of the story. Uh, that's what Onward did. That's what Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's doing. You know, when you watch a lot of trailers today, they uh, like especially comedies. It's like by the time I go in there, I don't laugh half the time in a comedy because I saw all the jokes already in the trailer. Yeah, and. Uh, a, a lot of times with superhero movies, especially, you know, with us doing this show, I pick those apart and I figure shit out before I even get in there and they can hide all they want about stories with those, but they still wind up showing too much. A lot of the time, this is how you do it, man. There's not a lot being shown here. And, and, and maybe that's because it's an original IP. So there's not a lot to pick apart. You don't know the world or right. anything like that, but you know, I, I just, I, I gotta say, like, I, I'm kind of bored with trailers, like, these days. Like, a lot of trailers, like, I'm not even interested in anymore because. Well, we are very quick to either be hot on something or cold on something. It's true. There's not much in between anymore. Speaking like. of which, let's head over and let's get into the rest of our five minute ish reviews because there's a film that in there that I didn't like any trailer for mm. i didn't i i wasn't so hot on the original film that came out in 2014 and that so like all the marketing like none of it hit me but for some reason i still went to the theaters and i still saw this movie this week so that i could do a review for it and i would give it its fair shake so let's get into our five minute ish reviews Welcome back to the beer segment. Me and Jay got two beers that we're going to be reviewing for you. But before we do that, we got to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish. Blowfish, it's the only FDA-approved hangover cure. Two tablets, drop it 8 to 12 ounces of water, drink it down, your hangover starts to feel better. So if you spent the entire weekend laying the smack down on all your friends while slugging down some beer and some ridiculous backyard games, and you got to declare yourself the champion, but you woke up with a little bit of a hangover, and you just can't deal with the Sunday morning blues, then you're going to want to reach out and grab yourself some of that blowfish. So if you would like to cure your hangovers for good, head over to fourhangovers.com, use the promo code SMBFISH, and get your 15% off. Super Movie Bros is also brought to you by the PodCoin app. It's the only app where you can earn a little bit for all your hardcore podcast listening. Make sure that you download the PodCoin app on iOS or Android. Every episode that you listen to, every minute that you put into listening to podcasts goes right into your PodCoin bank and you can redeem those coins for gifts. So make sure that you download the PodCoin app. All right, Jay, we got an IndiePod spotlight that we got to get through. This one comes from the Analog Legends Podcasting Network, and this is Bad Trekking. Your Honor, a courtroom is a crucible and it we burn away irrelevancies until we are left with a pure product, the truth for all time. Oh man, now, this is so intense. Data is on trial for his life. I know. This episode, The Measure of a Man, is based on the Supreme Court's Dred Scott decision of 1857. And every week on Backtracking, we take a look at the real world events that inspired classic Star Trek episodes. 
sorry. Shut up! Who are you? <laughs> We're the hosts of Backtracking. I'm Caliban. You will both be taken to the brig and from there to the nearest star base, where you will answer charges for what you have done. And I'm Gooey Fame. This is not a game! This is life and death. You can follow us on Twitter. Backtracking is available wherever you listen to podcasts. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> I just love the way that ends. You go fuck your shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so Trekkies unite. Yes. And uh, give them a listen. Yeah. So I like this idea because, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but I like the idea of going back and looking at Star Trek and not just geeking out over Star Trek, because like, I can get geeking out over shit. I like the idea that they're going back and they're talking about like historical events like in our world that are being echoed inside of Star Trek episodes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a unique way to go back and look at something. It's more of a dialogue that you can have. Absolutely. You know, that's more, a little bit more interesting that ties in with certain right. things. Instead of, instead of playing the member berries game where you're right. like, member, right. remember yeah. when this happened in this episode? No, nah, it's a good idea. I like so it. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like that idea. So make sure that you check out Back Trekking Podcast. You can find them on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. All right, Jay, we got two beers that we got to review before we head over and we get into like our ridiculously massive review segment. We got so many movies that we got to review. Oh, yeah. So we got to charge up. Through them. We got to charge up yes. with some of these beers because we got two weeks of movies to review. So what beer are you drinking for everybody? I have Henniker Brewing Company's Hop Slinger IPA 7%. Now, this one's a little misleading because the can is very simple. It is. It's very... And it has a hop on the, on the on the can, and I thought this was going to be a little bit more of a hoppy, piney right. kind of IPA. So I don't even not. I don't even know where to come at with the with the name Hop Slinger because it's 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 one of two things. It's a gunslinger that like you know like hop, hop hops along like he comes out like skipping and he shoots a guy while he's skipping. Maybe like like I mean it's kind of a cool name. Maybe like a gay gunfighter, you right. know, <laughs> like he just skips out. True, bang, you're dead, and he skips on back. <laughs> Or it's just it's just another word for a for for a cum shot. Where oh, you're just like yeah. when you have real bitter cum, it's like how is my hop slinger? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes guys this is get why that, us get, as super movie bros <laughs> like to drink our pineapple juice. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know because sometimes it gets a little bitter, a little salty, yeah. a little a little but, bit of a tang like at I, the end. But, but this is actually misleading, and it is a unfiltered, pretty juicy um, Pacific Northwest kind of style IPA, See and it has it a is a cum shot. Yeah. <laughs> So it definitely has a lot of different kind of citrus notes to it. I'm getting some things that I'm not used to tasting. I can't quite figure that what it is. It's some kind of appeal. Um, some different kind of blends of juices in there that I, I haven't really experienced that before. But it's just, okay. It's just say right. it's tangerine peel. No one's no, no one cares. It might be actually tangerine. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Um, and uh, so actually mandarin orange peel, by the way. <laughs> I was close. That's what it was. You were very close. No wonder it was something. Uh, I could smell unique. it from over here. You don't see that very often. But overall, it's it's pretty good. I'm going to give it a three out of five. All right, man. And I am drinking the IP. Yay. Like, it's just super happy. I, I think they should have called this the the, the Yippee Hoppe, you know, instead of, instead of Yippee Kaye, you know, get a little diehard in there. Uh, but not everyone. That's can, next summer's beer. But not everyone can be movie geeks like me, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's already a beer out there that's called called the Yippee Hoppe. <laughs> Probably somewhere. But anyway, this is an IPA that is 6.2% alcohol by volume. It comes from the Maniunk Brewing Company right here out philadelphia pennsylvania and man i gotta tell you uh this thing is also super juicy it does 
absolutely 100% have a huge citrus punch like right in your fucking kisser and it's got a nice bitter back end but it's not too dry it's pretty well balanced I'm really enjoying it dude I'll be honest like Maniunk when they first came out so-so on all their beers over the past like two years though they've been really stepping up their game with some of these beers man and I'm really finding myself enjoying them I'm gonna be giving this one like a four like I, I I want like three more of these like right really? now to drink. Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it, dude. It it's just it's just a little dry, but other than that, um, I, I'm digging it, dude. I'm digging. It. I haven't had a proper IPA in quite some time. Like since since like two weeks ago when we played Good. backyard games. That's when I had my last IPA. Good. I'll I'll definitely keep that in mind and I'll uh, try and grab that next time. All right, but that's enough talk about beer. These are two local beers, so I don't think anyone's going to really have a chance of getting them around here, unfortunately. Definitely not the Maniunk. They have a they have a low distribution. But you might be able to find Hopslinger if you're in the uh, northeast area since they're out of New Hampshire and we're getting it down here in Philadelphia. So if you're a, if you're a if you're a northeaster, you might be able to catch that one somewhere. So coming up next, me and Jay got a ton of reviews to get into. We got reviews for Booksmart. Aladdin, Rocket Man, Godzilla, King of Monsters. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous how many reviews we're going to try to get through. Always be my maybe. And always be my maybe. So five reviews in five minute ish format. Let's see if we can. Oh, baby. Let's get in it. All right, Jay, let's start burning through these five-minute-ish spoiler-free reviews. Spoiler-free-ish reviews. Five-minute-ish. <laughs> you know the drill, everybody. You but we got some drill. new yeah. listeners, so we got to warn you guys. We're not going to go through plot point by plot point, yes. but a thing might get spoiled here and there. Let's get started. First up, Always Be My Maybe, which is a Netflix original film mm-hmm. uh, that was dropped this past weekend. I'm surprised you two lost touch. You used to be so close. So, when's the big wedding day? He wants to travel a bit before we settle down. It's really for the both of us. I finally realized that I don't want to get married. Are you kidding me? You're a piece of shit! I can tell you're a little... I hope you get malaria and shit yourself to death, you shitty piece of shit! I guess I have to start dating again. Is there anything worse? You and Marcus are so cute. Mm. No, no. Remind me why you never got together? There's way too much history there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You still have the Corolla? What are you looking at? My backseat? Because we had sex back there? <laughs> oh my god. So what do you think? That it might be even smaller and grosser than I remember. Hey, you better still be talking about my backseat. I always be my maybe is the story of a successful woman celebrity chef who Mm -hmm. returns to her hometown of san francisco and meets up with uh through happenstance serendipitous some would say yes meets up with uh an old flame of hers while she is in the midst of going through some relationship issues of her own and then um they kind of have to rekindle their relationship in this hilarious 
comedy, I want to say. It, it's, uh, it's a classic right, rom- romantic hilarious comedy. Hilarious cultural comedy is, sure. is, how I, is how I should put it. Uh, so this movie stars Ali Wong and... Randall Park. Randall Park, who actually, what I found out through research, are yeah. good friends in real life and have known each other since college. Well, it's. I think it's. I think it shows because yeah. you know, as the movie opens, you see that they actually grew up next to each other. Right. They were childhood friends, and they once lost Korean, their, once Chinese. You know, I just let's just say that um, ha- happenstance as kids, they kind of parted ways for various reasons. Look, you grow up next to each other. You're both reasonably not hideous. Sure. <laughs> Things are going to happen at some sure. point, and things do happen for those yeah. for these two. So, um, but the, they moved on, and life happened, and they moved on, and they didn't keep in touch. And then sometimes people bump into each other, and thankfully they did because that's when the movie finally kicked into gear for me more. Um, the beginning was a little too rushed, a little too cliche so, per se. But I did like the cultural aspect of it all. So I was at hundred percent for me. This was a truly solid, really good rom-com. Mm-hmm. And what makes it stand out from other rom-coms in the same way that Crazy Rich Asians did, it's it's the cultural aspect that gets brought to it. So the you know, little and it's and it's not like it smacks you in the face with it or anything like that, but it, it's little cultural nods to 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 Asian culture mm-hmm. that us round eyes and whiteies may not know. <laughs> it's true, but it, it it does add depth to these two to these two characters, and I absolutely love Ali Wong. Like I've her two Netflix specials are absolutely hilarious. If you haven't watched those, she is funny as shit. And also Randall Park. Um, I'm not. A, I don't watch the show Fresh Off the Boat, but the 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 episodes that I have watched, I I've enjoyed. And I think it's just really him that I enjoyed. I, my first introduction yeah. to him was in the interview with uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco, where he played Kim Jong Un. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and I he, loved him there. So they're both very. T- talented and i think um they're gonna have a good future ahead of them in their careers i'm just you know it, it was just a really it was good timing on right. their career and i think it worked out really well for both of them and we, can we talk about the song that's gone a little bit viral that that i truly love i punched Keanu reeves in the face that's <laughs> that song is as written by randall park who oh in, my God. in real life was, i didn't know that was getting around though was in a band very much like okay he was in a band very much like he was in the film in real life i and, believe it and ali wong as a good friend of his actually went to the bars that he would play at and that's support him funny so even though they never had like a romantic relationship some of the stuff that's in this film because he's is like like weirdly talented it's autobiographical right so his, that kind of makes sense that he actually did this his in real life. speak rap is so good it's like, very good his speak raps in it and i was like very good can i buy their album like can i just buy an album there because that reminded me of soundtrack, like baby yeah it's good it's good stuff it's really good and stuff. and there's a, there's a great delight and surprising cameo well, I already said it. It's Keanu Reeves. All right, it's well, Keanu Reeves. Wanna, okay. how, do, how do you think he punches Keanu Reeves in the face? <laughs> I'm just you know, I'm trying to keep. The, and Jay, I'm sorry. That's not a cameo. A, he is a bit of a spoiler. Keanu I Reeves is the entire second act of this film. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is the second act of the first film. half. Of the second half. First half of the second. <laughs> he's he's in it for a good twenty to thirty minutes. I, he's great. 
and he's playing and he's, himself and he's, as an asshole, which is so great. not him. Um, but you know, it was a lot of fun to watch, and especially after two weeks after watching John Wick, uh, chapter three, and it was, it was fun. He he he! I think nailed a lot of the comedic timing. It was good to see him in this kind of a role again. It made me remind, reminded me a little bit of um, something's got to give so, when right. he when he made that little cameo yeah. in that ensemble movie. So so here's what you got to know about this film. Wh- whether you're gonna, it's it's on Netflix. You probably yeah. already have a Netflix subscription. I'm sure you do. Watch it on a date night or your Netflix and chill night. It's definitely worth it. It is truly funny and it and it in, and it injects itself with far more heart than you would it expect does. and it's it just feels fresh and it goes by very quick it's a great watch it's oh, certainly I love, I love the ending of this certainly movie. even oh. though i called it like i i, I sure I, but I, I loved the ending of it i thought it was it was very fitting it was and very fitting um i love these two together like i love randall park I together i love uh, ali wong like I, the only reason I watch the show American Housewife on ABC is because Ali Wong plays this, this like very strange, rich, almost sociopathical type type person in it, and she's hilarious in the role. Um, and there's, you know, I, I just I just love her as a presence. So I think sure. everyone should give this a shot. Jay, do you got a score for uh, Always B plus. Be My Baby? Yeah, B plus for me. I, I really That's enjoyed it. Right where I'm at, um, B plus. Yeah, and I thought it was extremely solid. I think it's. I'm happy. I'm happy for Netflix, you know, producing an actual good, solid romantic comedy. Well, you know what it is? Rom-coms, it's, they're, they're not hard to, they're hard to master, but they're also hard to fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, you just need to. It's all about the writing and the chemistry of the leads. It's true. It's it. That's it. You don't need a good director. It's true. You really don't. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. You're, it's the only two things you there's need. There's no vision. I mean, and I don't mean to disparage anyone who's been a, who's been a well, director, yeah, but I'm not, there's, there's not a lot of vision there. There's not a lot of spectacle, by, by I should th- say. But I think even a director should know a good rom com, that's really what it's all about. Just frame your shot well and make sure your two stars are framed well in it. Like that's it's all about the two stars and the chemistry and and having some decent, you know, writing involved. That's it. Speaking of rom coms, let's get into another somewhat. I mean, I want to say it's somewhat a rom com. Let's kind get in, of, kind of, sort of. Let's get into book smart. It's about a different type of kind relationship. of a coming of age. Isn't it crazy that it's the last day of school? Are you kidding me, Samantha? Go talk to her. She's got a really cute smile. Amy, do you know how many girls are going to be up your vagina next year? Every time I come to visit you, you're going to be scissoring a different girl. Dude, scissoring is not a thing. We have to go to a party tonight. What? Nobody knows that we are fun. We didn't party because we wanted to focus on school and get into good colleges. And it worked. But the irresponsible people who partied also got into those colleges. I'm incredible at hand jobs, but I also got a 1560 on the SATs. We haven't done anything. We haven't broken any rules. Name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple of rules. Picasso. He broke art rules. Rosa Parks. Name another one. Susan B. Anthony. God damn it. All right, Booksmart. The synopsis for this. 
two girls who are overachievers who have spent their entire high school career striving to be the top of their class find out that everyone else who seemed like slackers and fucking idiots in their class are also getting into the same Ivy League schools and are going on to great things, have spent their high school careers having fun, partying, and having the good grades that they've worked so hard for. They both decide that they are going to go out, they're going to get a little strange, and they're going to do some drugs, and they're going to have a fantastic time the night before their graduation. And what it basically becomes is super bad to with vaginas pretty much it's super bad i mean we you know it's hate, super hate, bad trans yeah it's it's the trans hate to make that super- cliche comparison <laughs> however it's 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 so noticeable you have to just i want to say there. this though like where super bad if super bad were to come out in 2019 even you and i would look at that movie and we would be like Wow, what an archetypal comedy where boys make crude comments about girls and stuff like this. Like, this is the modern version of that. That movie was almost 10 years ago, super bad. So, like, mm. when you watch when you watch this, this... That was the one thing that I stood out, that stood out most of all, was how, how hip and fresh and up-to-date this movie is in the current climate. Uh, mostly, obviously, in the city um, world and 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 and, uh, and and stuff like that. Very but much so. It's extremely up and and current on you know the real social climate of today's day and age and the way kids are and the way kids interact. Well, I think it's in, it's, in it's a lot it's of ways, both, but it is heightened. It's both, yeah. It's both an amplification of it and an right. oversimplification of right. it as well. But so, it but, is yeah. extremely fun, extremely entertaining, and I think very original and fresh. And I was extremely engaged throughout the whole film and this was pleasantly and surprisingly well directed by olivia wilde that's what i was gonna say like uh my goodness first time director olivia wilde yes um and i I gotta say like i'm i'm fairly swung for defenses impressed with it uh you know i to be a comedic director you you most of the time have to be a comedian and i've seen things that i've seen interviews with her and stuff like that i know she's a i know she's a funny oh, yeah. person yeah like I, I i know she is a a, a funny person she's with um, jason sudeikis for the last few right. years you know they're a um, family so she this it's not her first thing she's ever directed though she has directed uh a video short with the red hot chili peppers called dark necessities and an edward sharp and the magnetic zeros music video uh no love like yours good stepping stones yeah 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 yeah. a lot of directors got their starts doing i think a lot of actors you know they always um look over the shoulders of the directors and the cinematographers on set but book smart is you know definitely her first feature and i gotta say that caitlin deaver is absolutely fantastic like i oh, absolutely love caitlin deaver i've but been even more so for me it's all about beanie feldstein see i i'm not a, i'm not as huge a fan of her <sighs> i like caitlin deaver better like i uh, i think like i i know i'm, I'm the opposite i mean i i love them both but i definitely was thing, with, more on board with, with caitlin deaver i I, I liked her role in this really, really. It was very fresh. You don't really see many characters shitty like her. sitcom with, uh, with Tim Allen called Last Man Standing. Okay. She played the youngest daughter in that. 
I, I never watched the show on my own. However, when I'm over my parents' house, a lot of times they've watched it. And I found myself not hating her moments in it. But then you gave me a movie homework called Short Term 12, mm. where Caitlin Deaver plays a very sour young lady going through some stuff. And man, that girl was just like, she was great in that movie. Like, she was fantastic in that movie. And I was like, oh shit, like this girl. This girl can like it's so strange that yeah. people can do the sitcom thing and then go do the drama thing like at the same time. So uh this film mixed both those worlds for her. It's it is very, very slapstick comedy. It is very situational humor and stuff like that, but at the same time it has those dramatic moments. And I think both of these girls being able to hit those dramatic moments really well is what really winds up selling it. And that chemistry is off the charts. Oh, there's yeah, they they are they are really really good. Uh, you know, all the way to the very 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 last second shot. You know, I mean, it's 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 apparent. Yeah, it sets itself up really well. My only downside to it is the ending of it is awfully fortuitous, like where they get into a guy's car and like uh, stuff. Yeah, they when one is in a precarious position because we don't want to spoil it one is in a precarious position um after after she she created a stunt at a party the other one has to get her out of that precarious position and there's just kind of like as she's walking in she sees a poster on the wall and she goes oh that's how i get her out of this position and i was like damn i couldn't have seen that coming because <laughs> it's so fucking random okay yeah <laughs> All right, I, I, I get that yeah, a little bit. Th- but, that was literally my only knock on um, the movie. I love this movie like a lot. I cracked up. I the completely let time. that go because this was probably one of the best times I've had in, in the theater, and it was really surprising because the trailer looked fine. You know, it looked fine. I, I mean, I, I knew I wanted to see it, but like I no, the trailer did looked not... like I described it. It looked like yeah. super bad for girls. Sure, like, sure, it's what sure. It looked exactly. But it winds up being so much more than that. Way more, right. way more, and and not just them. It's the it's a massive ensemble, and there's a lot of non actors that pl- played you know a lot of different important roles in this movie, and it was really genuine. Very fresh. I absolutely loved it. It's an A for me. Yeah. I really, really loved it. It's uh it's an A minus for me. I there 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 are some things like and especially with comedies like I like your more talky comedies, you know what I mean? Like the the slapstick comedies. This was talky. What it was talky, about? but <laughs> Some some of the some of the physical humor. Well, the didn't, brand sometimes. Didn't yeah, land I, for I, me. okay. Yeah, um, I hear you. You know, there there's a moment where they both go into like their own kind of like cartoonish world where they're both dolls and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, there's uh, stop motion. I wasn't uh, crazy. I wasn't sequence. crazy about that moment. Um, I wasn't. Jason I, artistically, I respected it, but like Jason Sudeikis's character seemed like Jacob. Yeah, like Jason Sudeikis could have been better. Playing like could have been better. I wasn't crazy about that role. Uh, I wasn't crazy about you know. I, so there there's little things in there that i don't love fair. That i don't I love understand. but i do really think that that as far as a comedy goes they you know they nailed it more so than any comedy i've seen this year since i would say game night they they nailed the comedy formula so well in this movie mm, and I, absolutely, yeah, I did like game night a lot i i really enjoyed this this film all right so Jay, moving on to our next one. This one's going to fall to me. Uh, This is the live-action remake of Aladdin. Here's the basics. Step one, rub the lamp. Step two, say what you want. Step three, there is no step three. Can you make me a prince? 
showtime. Feel free to interrupt me anytime you don't understand. I'm kidding. Don't ever interrupt me no matter what. All right, so this film was directed by Guy Ritchie, and it stars Will Smith, Mina Masood, and Naomi Scott. And uh, honestly, both Mina Masood and Naomi Scott, they haven't had a whole lot of roles. Mina Masood has been on like the Jack Ryan series and stuff like that, but for the most part, you know, fans of that. Uh, Power Rangers film that came out back in 2017 may remember Naomi Scott as Kimberly, the Pink Ranger in that movie. But really, other than that, they they haven't had a whole lot of prominent roles. So they really went for the fences, kind of went with like unknowns for this. Um, And I got to think that that was mainly because of their look Mm. more so than their acting ability. I think so. Uh, Because I'm going to be honest. kind of unknowns, right? Naomi Scott is, is... I think she plays a good Jasmine. She's beautiful. Yeah. I think she brings a lot to the role, but I'm not sure whether that's her or the script. And uh, I did not like Mina Masood as Aladdin at all. But the the person that really grinds my fucking gears in this movie is Marwan Kenzari. And uh, he played Jafar. And I've been saying it since we did trailer parks on it. That Jafar is fucking whack, dude. Like, it's just fucking whack. Um. The person who really surprised me in this film, man, I got to say, Will Smith. I didn't think that anyone could do the genie as good as Robin Williams, and I was right. He doesn't do it as good as Robin Williams because he does it differently. He goes a different direction with it. Okay. Um, he does he does his Will Smith thing with it, and but it hundred percent works in the in the film. Will Smith works okay. as the genie. The the I could see how it could work, and I'm happy to hear that you that it, it worked for you. Um, it does because I I could have seen it work Big Willie style, and then I could have also seen it work where it just felt like. I guess you could say poorly written, Dude, right? He's not a revelation or anything like that, but he gets the laughs in the movie. Okay, his his character works. It so like works. every time he's on screen, it's very refreshing. And it's you're literally happy to see the him. only thing I liked in the movie. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, Jack. Okay. It's a, it, it, so if if the scene that you're watching wasn't a shot for shot remake, then of of something that came before. Uh, then it was something that was added needlessly is is what it comes down to. Um, but Will Smith as the genie is something that I really enjoyed. I also really enjoyed the uh, n- not the additional songs that they gave Jasmine because Jasmine got two songs. And I while I like the more focus on Jasmine, uh, uh, I, I I do like that they gave her like a bigger role in it. She wasn't just there, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they gave her a bigger that, role. That's I, expected. I did sure. like that stuff. Everything with Aladdin, I didn't like. And that's that's who I should like, right? Like, I should root for the riffraff, the street rat. I don't buy that. Would they see a poor boy? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no siree. They'd find out. Uh, th- having the songs be a little bit of a different tempo was a little off for me because I, I like to sing along. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, but uh, honestly, how was the music? Fine. Can I be honest? Having DJ Khaled sing a song at the mm. end of the film where they pretty much redo the Hitch, like they pretty much redid Hitch. So Hitch 
ended famously like with like the dance off and stuff like that and everyone gets in a line and all the main characters dance and stuff Jeez. they did it in aladdin they did it like what was that last thing that will smith did that was popular and everyone goes uh hitch maybe and they go let's let's end it with that but let's have dj khaled do it and then dj khaled's like yo dj khaled aladdin soundtrack one time on the oh father my God. <laughs> and i was just like you know every time you get a nice beat DJ Coward's voice has to fucking like jump over top of it. I can't stand it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, it's a nice song you got there. Can I can I, <laughs> can I scream my name over top of it? That's that that's DJ Coward to me. But anyway, yeah, I, I got to be honest. I just like it was just so 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 is what it comes down to. It was just if you put this next to the animated, I'm just gonna pick up the animated every time. Part of that might be nostalgia, nostalgia, but also like they didn't exactly knock it out of the park here. It wasn't anything that 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 blew me away, right? Like I really liked the Beauty and the Beast one because I thought that Emma Watson brought something to the bell role that that meant something. I I liked the visuals in that film. Guy Ritchie's visualness, I don't like. I'm not crazy about it. I am not crazy about how the genie looks. I am not crazy about the the the, the brightness and the background. I think this contract. I think like, this might very well be a contract film for for Guy. I'm not sure. Tim Burton. You with think Dumbo. Disney, But what is what what is Disney contracted Guy Ritchie to do before this? That means he signed a contract. Oh with Disney God, to do I'm thinking this Warner Brothers. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. You're thinking Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking, My bad. Yeah, because I was thinking King Arthur because that was Warner right. Brothers. Okay, but no, sorry. no. So so like. It just everything about it is just so so, and your villain is shit. Your villain is shit, and I don't get it. I I'm sorry to spoil this you for need everybody. A good villain. You don't get a giant snake. Oh jeez. Jafar does not turn into a Rickum 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 Rick. Hit that sword to that snake. <laughs> like you don't get it. It's not there. Sorry, it's not there. Uh, and and a lot of those cultural references that the genie made in the original movie are 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 not here. They kept them very grounded in like this 13th century type of Arabia type references and stuff like that. So I mean, I my enjoyment of it super low. Great. A C. Okay. A C. Okay. Will Smith is not the guy that can carry a movie by himself anymore. He's I'm not. I'm surprised. Well, uh, well, we actually will definitely see with Gemini Man. We will. We will. That's a hundred percent. You double dose of Big Willie. You liked that trailer. You wanted me to watch uh, that. You. There's. I, I, it's an angly directed movie. There was a Mission Impossible level to and that trailer that you wanted there, me to check out. There is something there that I'm intrigued to see. Not at all. However, I was oddly surprised that the younger version of technology did not look good in that it movie. When that I was really startling because they've been doing a pretty good job other than When I saw that trailer, I was just like, so to, to me, that is like, that, that is when I go to Walmart. It's Looper. Well, Looper, no, no, right? No. When I go to Walmart and I look in the five dollar bin in like five years, I will see a three pack on Blu-ray right, of iRobot, right. I Am Legend, and Gemini Man. They will all be together because probably, they're, probably. they're all probably about the same caliber. It's not that I think Gemini Man is going to be bad; is that I think it's going to be it's it's going to be so 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 like it's just going to be not not the same fantastic. trailer part. The same trailer company put together that trailer along with the Terminator trailer. Makes sense. I think they kind of had the same style. It yeah. was like this weird, somber music with action and like set pieces going on. It was weird. Look, dude. Um, but I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch it. Here's I'm, what it comes I'm down curious to. Curious to see what it's like. You have kids. 
they like Aladdin, get them out there. Take them to see it. Okay. It's fine. Uh, it's going to be coming to Disney Plus once that streaming service starts. More than likely, just wait for that. I'm sure I'll catch it on that. Yeah. My daughter loved it. So one of the things that Great. like one of the things Logan has been doing like after she watched that, she's been getting into like, she, and I kind of mentioned that a little bit with like her checking herself out in the mirror and slapping her butt and stuff. <laughs> but she also she also likes like the 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 dancing in it. Like she really really liked the dancing in Aladdin. Like that very like Eastern type of the very Bollywood esque type dancing that they were doing in the film. My daughter loved it, and I was like, you know, that's that's fun for her, and and I get that. To me, it, you know, while I think that it fit in this film just just fine, and it did add a little bit of flourish and flair to it, everything else around that. It was just whatever. Like, there's. I, I would like to see more Bollywood yeah. stuff involved so with I. Hollywood so movies because it and is a like huge I said, part of the that world. stuff. Was interesting to me because I was like, yeah. "This is something I hadn't seen Aladdin before, and I yeah. like it. I like the style. I like this music, but." I just didn't care about so much other shit in this movie. I did not care about the villain. Did not care about Aladdin. It made a decent amount of money in the box office. I I'm thought, not sure if it's going to have legs. Though. No, it does. So, it will not. It will. I'm not. sure it I, will fall fall away rather quickly. Here's one thing I do know. Especially as we enter the summer months. Here's one thing I do know. This this poor performance from Aladdin, we can say will have zero effect on Lion King whatsoever. It's had, oh, yeah. It's had no. zero effect on me. For I still really want to see The yeah. Lion King because... Oh, it's it's apples and oranges. I mean, come on. That's, I love John Favreau. I different. love The Jungle Book. I'm fully on board with this. I'm still not even going to call Lion King a live-action remake because there's no live-action in that movie whatsoever. No, you can't say that. Maybe live settings. <laughs> a live-action remake is Aladdin. Yeah. Period. All right, Jay, you got a film that you want to review for us. You have Rocket Man burning out his fuels out here alone. Oh, yeah. So I got to the theaters and went to the Dolby and saw Rocket Man. And I think it's going to be yeah, a long, long, long time. So touchdown brings me around again to find I'm not the man I think I am at home. Oh, no, oh, no. Because I'm a Rocket Man. Rocket Man burning out his fuse out here alone. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we have to do that because I can't play the trailer for this because on YouTube, if I play the trailer for this, it has so much Elton John music in the trailer that they will flag this episode as copywritten. And you'd rather hear us anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, so <laughs> I can't play the trailer like I did for the rest of the films in this. And I also, uh, I just love fucking singing Elton John. Sure, man. sure, sure. So, okay, let's get into it. This is a definite musical fantasy about Mr. Elton John's fantastical life and his breakthrough years mostly. Um, it's not so much by a lot, like a biographical type of film as, say, like Bohemian Rhapsody was right. last year. And that was much more watered down PG 13 version, breezed right through all those years. This definitely cuts into it's a musical. And I think that's a big part of the things that for me, I did not like because normally I do not like musicals other than La La Land, of course. But anyway, so this this it definitely starts off with with him entering AA meeting, like you know, kind of like his break breaking point, kind of rock bottom period, I guess you can say. And he's sort of slowly recounting his life, and he, mm -hmm. he's got this elaborate costume on, and little by little, he's taking it off and stripping stripping himself away. Please tell me that this song comes up at some point. Oh, there's a lot of good songs. Don't you know I'm still standing better than I ever did? Oh, yeah. 
looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. It's a big, yeah, big musical sequence with that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh-huh. That's my. Yeah, I, I so, actually think you would really like this, Dave. I it, loved. I said that's my favorite Elton John song yeah, ever. Right. I know, like a lot of people love Rocket Man. You know, they love t- uh, well, Tiny Dancer. So, that yeah. song to me is my favorite Elton John song because when that when that comes on, I just like. I do feel like a little kid. Like I, I start if it comes on the car, I start dancing in the car because I love that Elton John it, song, man. It is a very refreshing kind of spin because it is sung by Taron Ed- Edgerton because he is so he is playing Elton John and he's fantastic. So he's actually sung fantastic. Elton John before that exact song that I was just singing. I'm still standing. He yep. sung that in the uh, animated movie Sing. He sung that song, and I and I, and I even Which said during the trailer part, John notice. Yeah. I I thought that that's exactly what got him this role. And I th- think it did. I think it did. I know. I know Justin Timberlake was on a considerable list. No, because Justin Timberlake, fat? No, <laughs> no. He, well, no, no. He played no. him in a music video like ten years ago. Some some silly music video, I guess. But anyway, so it's directed by Dexter Fletcher, who helped finish. Bohemian Rhapsody yes. last year. Not many people know about that, yeah. but of course, us movie geeks do. And he does a good job with really just embracing this world. And Elton John was obviously a producer, a lot of hand in this in this property, and um, putting pulling a lot of his life into Someone the say movie. He lived his life very like a candle small, in the wind. <laughs> well, in a very small contained film, he definitely breezed through a good chunk of his ups and downs mm-hmm. of his life and a lot of it was pretty dark and, and he did not shy away at all a lot of it is about a recovery yeah not just you know his addictions and stuff but the darkness that he had to grow up with with a broken family and, and a very bad really bad right. toxic kind of broken and family. claiming himself like finding who he claiming is claiming himself claiming who he is. Yeah. His sexuality yeah. um that time period and and you know just the the music business in general especially back then is just tough it's so just tough i'm like super fucking remiss that i didn't get to see this movie this weekend i really I, want you to see it i had to choose between this and godzilla king of monsters i knew you Ooh. were seeing this so I, underst- I, I understand for the show for the show <laughs> it's I, better to find that balance but i, I went and saw godzilla because yeah. let's face it who's who's gonna who's gonna find the 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 to steal a line from Aladdin? who's gonna find the diamond in the rough in godzilla king of monsters mm. you or me you exactly so yes i took the bullet i went and saw that you saw this i'm I'm super disappointed in that when i saw this trailer for the first time the thing that really sold me on rocket man was this moment where i believe he's at Mets stadium right Mm. and he's looking like super haggard and like his he's like barely standing and they hand him his bat and like he just perks up and he comes out and he's fucking out and john and i was like exactly and that's tight that's kind of tied in with the film because he does that sold me on it it it's it's him putting on his his show because deep down inside he's miserable can you play pianos in that shoe in those shoes <laughs> but that was that was the very tail end of this whole musical montage like yeah. it's kind of like a cliff notes of like what he's going through like there's a whole sequence yeah that the end of that sequence okay so the beginning of that sequence i'm sorry is him overdosing okay going to a hospital and this whole one take transition all the way to a stadium performance it was like Really impressively done, um, and they do that maybe three times, maybe um, something like big and extravagant like that. But well, with his know, 
with but, his but, but, pantheon but, but, of music that John's sure, done, sure, sure. you you need multiple montages to fit them. Oh all yeah, in. oh yeah. And, and, and <laughs> it was interesting to see their takes on certain songs. Okay, you know, like some like for Tiny Dancer, for example, he's just it's a low key, chill, uh, hippie house party, and it's like a low key song as he's slowly navigating through his way in the party, and he's just kind of singing and and it was interesting. It was a different kind of take. So again. Uh, the music's there, but it's I'm sorry. just different kind of style and takes on them. The 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 best use of of uh, of Tiny Dancer in a movie ever is still almost famous, though, right? Ah, oh, sure. <laughs> just, just it always will be. Just, it always will be. Just making sure. And <laughs> you know, I, I I okay. So I there's a lot of elements that I did love this, and Taron Egerton did a phenomenal job he really did along with uh richard madden okay was yeah fine. That, that was Jamie the next Bell, um was really good as well but there was just something about the flow of the movie some pacing elements and i i it it just it just it i'm giving it a b it, i feel like i'm talking it up a lot higher than my grade perhaps okay um but it's it just as far as my taste and my enjoyment throughout the movie and like i said before initially it's a musical and the musical element stuff sometimes doesn't sit well with me and okay. at times it did not um because of other characters singing other kind of things going on so and i just didn't like the flow here's I was my in. big question because this is an actress that i like sometimes okay and i definitely don't like other time bryce dallas howard how was she in this she was actually very good was she okay. she was very good at the, as the mother and um reggie's mother you, she's almost unrecognizable she was very good okay surprisingly so, no, no. no the acting actually all around was really good i mean solid. i love tarragon egerton so he's he's like I have a, I, I I have a man crush on him. Uh, I he this this role really solidified him for me as an actor. I was okay. he was on the fence for with me for a long time actually. Okay. And, and I think you're going to see more one, roles like this from him because we know that he he wants to step away. You from You saw Kingsman. Eddie the Eagle, right? I did. Yeah, I love that movie. And I keep Absolutely. hearing, see that movie, see that movie because he's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. So is it okay? Jump on it. And I heard that's kind of an under the radar movie that more people need to seek out. And I am one of them, so I will check it out as Eddie soon as possible. Eddie the Eagle is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know what the story of Eddie the Eagle is... I do know the story. Kind of like a failed skier, yeah. but also an Olympian at the same true time. Story. Like, true story. True yeah. story. 100% true story. This Hugh, tiny little country. Hugh Jackman, also fantastic in that movie. Oh, that's so, right, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome movie. So, uh, I... I'm meaning to see that, so I'm going to try and check Super that fun out movie. soon. Yeah, all right. So, so you, you gave it a B. A B+. A plus. B. B+. Plus. B. Not, I, not even a B plus. Not, not even a B plus. I'm giving it a B. Wow. Because like, I, I, I'm not gonna I, lie, the reviews for this are like, like stand out. Like this has I, a higher Rotten Tomatoes score, even though that means that. shit to me. It means nothing to me. Uh, it has a higher I'm, Rotten Tomatoes score trying, than Bohemian Rhapsody did. So, well, right. And I gave I gave Bohemian Rhapsody a B plus. Um, and I think for this, just because of the the movie structure itself um, being more of a musical took away elements from me even though i liked and appreciated the dramatic moments more in okay. this movie so it's weird that a guy whose I, favorite movie is la la land is not is downing look, a movie because it's a musical so just say it's just different kind of musical structure that's literally what it is all right fair enough all right jay uh let's just get into sure the last review absolutely that we have godzilla that's all you buddy king of <laughs> monsters <laughs> 
run. How many of these things are there? One, two, seventeen, and counting. Long live the king. You know who it is. You know who it is. Good thing he's on our side. You know who it is. The Monarch Organization. Holy crap! You're the Monarch. So you've heard of the mighty monarch is falling under scrutiny for its knowledge of the Titans. They are under investigation to be controlled by the U.S. government. And there are two branching organizations of the monarch. There are those that believe that the Titans are there to save humanity and those who believe that they are there to save humanity through their destruction. And uh, you get two basically dueling sides of this and they begin to awaken the titans for good or bad some are there to help us some aren't and the big baddie titan that gets awoken is keep wanting to say king gonorrhea (laughs) the three-headed dragon monster that represents pollution and the destruction of the world by humanity and the king of monsters himself Godzilla, who must rise up and defeat the king while there are a slew of other kaiju monsters throughout this entire film. And that is... Was there any sunlight in this movie? No. Very little. There's some. There's a lot of fire. <laughs> a lot of fire. So, so The whole trailer was dark. So, I mean, l- l- let me get this out right now. This cast is absolutely phenomenally star Studded, man. Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Ken Watanabe, Ji Yi Yang, Bradley Whitford, uh, uh, Charles Dance, Thomas Middleditch, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Like, these are all people who are both either on the rise or extremely popular actors who I find very good in other films. Fuck it. Who cares if they're fucking in this movie because they don't do shit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The human stories that the human story in this movie means absolutely fucking nothing. None of it means anything. I don't care. In fact, when the humans are on the screen talking, I just go, oh, good grief. I don't care because the monster action is so good. It's really good. I guess that's all that really matters. All the monsters <laughs> look fantastic. The monster fights are fantastic. And uh I I really enjoyed every little bit with the monsters and the kaiju and all this stuff. Like uh they also get super heavy into into Godzilla lore with a ton of like easter eggs for people who are big Godzilla fans, big kaiju fans, and people who are fans of Kong Skull Island gets mentioned a metric fuck ton because spoiler warning Jay, next film is Kong versus Godzilla. So, all right, uh, makes sense. Yeah, so there's a lot of mentions of that stuff. All that stuff had me geeking out. The monster fights, the mentions of uh, of King Kong, even though I hated Kong Skull Island. Just having it all in there, all that stuff like really geeked me out, but everything. So did you enjoy the first Godzilla better than Kong? Better than Kong, yes. And better than this. I still enjoyed the first Godzilla. Oh, okay. Too, okay. So, uh, but I, I like, it's, other than the monster fights, that's the only thing holding this film together is you're passing from monster fight to monster fight. But you're right. That is what really matters. But when you have 
Kyle Chandler and Vera Farmiga in this. You want something from them, and instead what I'm getting is stilted performances, shitty character arcs, and Vera Farmiga is kind of playing this role where she has like this duality to her where she's both a loving mother but also the one awakening all the monsters and bringing this destruction, and her motivation is so fucking wishy-washy that I don't I, I don't fucking get it. I and I'll be honest, I don't get it. And I get a lot of things. There's a lot, there's a lot of subtext to this film. There, there, there is a and, and Godzilla films have always had subtext, right? Like Godzilla is a creature that was born from from the radiation of the of the atom bomb testing that was going off in Southeast Asia. Like that like that is a political statement. It, it is a direct reaction to that. There's tons of that stuff in this film. There's mm. a ton of those undertones. And I do love that stuff but your human characters what is meant to tether us to this hollow world that they that they exist in because all the kaiju come out of the hollow world so uh flat earthers you know you you didn't quite get your dream (laughs) but the hollow earth theorists it's there for you here it is this is your anthem uh but you know for in the end like none of it is held together at all but i gotta say like the, the main monsters that are in it man mothra rodan uh, CGI was good. It was so good. It was so good. It it works like that stuff works. Good. good. Two giant monsters, eight hundred, nine hundred feet tall, whatever the fuck they are. You know, with like, like, like. I'm sure this has to be a passion project for a lot of these animators as well, because this is a beloved franchise, and you know, monster. You know, yeah. for for so many fans and people, so it's so weird because, like, so it's directed by Michael Doherty, who uh, he directed Trick or Treat and Krampus, which Krampus I, I I enjoyed and stuff like that. But it's so weird that like he directed like Trick or Treat, which is like kind of like this indie horror film that was very kitschy, to Krampus, which is a very kitschy uh, horror Christmas movie and stuff, very Gremlins like, very. Dave, you know, this this sounds like a contractual. It it, it was. Not. Shooting, shooting film. It was not that they dumped all the move, all the money into the CGI. I don't for know the fight sequence. I, I think no. I think because they have all these actors in here. I'm gonna be honest. I think Michael Dockery is such a kaiju fan. I think he's. I think he did a fantastic job directing that the 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 fights between them that he allowed the acting to get into like a cheesy, very, very like. Uh, almost like um, a relief form, almost like so. No. I don't want to say comic relief, but like just like a fun, easy, breezy kind almost of. Almost like he didn't relief care. from he, the drama of the fights. It's like they the got monsters. good actors to deliver shitty lines because it. Fuck it, they it, that doesn't matter. Here are just a bunch of names that we can tag onto this and say that they're in it. Like these are all people who are very popular in Hollywood right now. A lot of them, especially Kyle Chandler, Millie Bobby Brown, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. That's very true. So those are names that you can like put up there and people. People are like, oh, I like all those people. I want to go see this. But that's not who you're here to see. You're here to see the king of fucking monsters. You're here to see Godzilla, baby. Like, that's what you're here to see. And I got to say, like, that stuff alone, devoid of a story, is not enough for me. It's not mm. enough. There's the, the the story literally is monsters are rising. Godzilla has to fight monsters. Done. You know, and and he does fight, you know, kind of like the good guy of some sort. And he does fight like King Ghidorah like three fucking times in the film. So by the, by like the 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 second or third time he's fighting them, you're kind of like whatever. Like you know, got Godzilla wins one, he loses one, he's coming back for the final battle. It's very rocky, you know. It's very it's very rocky. In it. Uh, you know, I, it's just. 
it there's just not enough here for me to say like go see this movie now if you are a kaiju fan if you are a fan of godzilla and stuff like that 100 percent, you're gonna champion this movie oh, yeah. you're gonna fucking love this movie it is all for you me not a huge kaiju fan seen maybe two or three of the original godzilla films as and and, and, and I, most of them are a laugh yeah. to me like where i find them very cheesy i understand their place in film history i understand what they're meant to be and stuff like that this is it, it's taking it so seriously that it's almost laughable the way the actors are portraying like the they're taking it so seriously that it's laughable at times mm. like it, it it just everything about the human characters just bothered me to my fucking core and i there's even a point where a bad guy is giving a speech like he's giving a speech about his big bad guy plan and then like he turns around and he turns on a screen which has like graphical displays of his plan as if like i knew i was gonna make this completely random speech right now so i have a graphical display set up for it here you go here's my slideshow here's my fucking powerpoint you liking it you liking it you getting it okay i don't I, you know honestly it was one of those things where like i i, I want to get behind this franchise i i just Jake, everything i just know it's thought, not for me and i everything just can't we, get behind it everything I can't we get motivated everything we thought king of monsters going to be in our old trailer parks where we talked about it back when back when this trailer was released Sure. Last year during Comic Con, <laughs> yeah. that was a year ago. By the way, yeah. it, it's everything we thought it was going to be. It okay. is big monsters fighting, and okay. that shit is fucking cool. It's fucking cool. Other Period. than that, that's it. Yeah, that's it, man. Don't even bother trying to follow any type of plot. Just know that Godzilla wins one, he loses one, he comes back in, and he fights in the end. And w- whatever happens at the end happens at the end. There's a end credit scene, but you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Like I stayed for the end credit scene and I saw it and I go, okay, <laughs> like, okay, that I guess, okay. I guess, I guess that's going to have some importance. Is it worth staying right for? Nah, just watch it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube. <laughs> just watch it on YouTube. It involves Charles dance, you know, All it right. involves Tywin Lannister being a bad guy. We've seen, right. I've seen him be a better bad guy on game of Thrones. So sure. Fuck it. Just, just, you know, Godzilla king of if monsters. If it's your jam, you know, it's your jam. Go see it. Exactly. If, if you have, if you're not, like, if you so give it, give it, give it grade. If you didn't like Pac Rim or you didn't like Godzilla sure. 2014, don't go see this. Okay. Like, uh, you know, What's your grade? Wait for it to come out. Like, it. It'll be on HBO. Trust me. Uh, Warner Brothers HBO. They're like, they're, they're, they're fucking super. Their penis is docking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, my score, C minus. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Lie. I'm a story guy. I'm a story guy. You have to make me I care know. about your story. I you know. have to make me care about your characters. That's what's gonna drive me through it. If you if you leave me nothing on the table other than than spectacle, then I'll enjoy the spectacle for what it is. But just make that a half hour of two dinosaurs Look, fighting. I, I I understand. Yeah, I, I mean, understand. you know, I've I've got I've I've gotten lizard action. You know, that's better than this and other things. Thanks, Steven Spielberg. You know, I mean, like it's just. It's just not. It's just not. It's not for me. It's what it comes down to. It's not for me. Right. And some people might love this and might give it a, a you know an A category type of thing. But it's true. It's true. There I, are there's huge defenders of this film that are just like if you don't like it, you don't get it. And I'm probably in that camp. I'm probably in the I don't get it camp. And I'm sorry that that's the camp that I'm in. It's just that if 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 you're gonna make something, make it worthwhile. 
if you're going to spend the money to make this film, it's probably very fucking expensive. If you're going to make something, it was you could tell. Yeah, if if you're going to make something of of this caliber, make me give a fuck about it. Make me give a shit about whether whether Godzilla dies or not. To be honest, because to me, at one point, made I go the international markets, and guess what? They don't need do dialogue, gang. Dave, it's because it's all about the action. Well, then it's you less subtitles. It's then less you wasted. Over. Then you wasted Kyle Chandler. You wasted Vera Farmiga. Like you wasted them. Like we talked about. Yeah, contracts. Or maybe it's the fact that this is a big summer blockbuster, and being in it just propels their. It keeps them alive. It keeps, it keeps them, them in the zeitgeist it does. to some degree, because especially, like I said, this is going to go do gangbusters in and obviously China, you know, like but like the international markets. I think even they knew the U.S. markets wasn't going to go crazy over it. They wanna, wanted it to. You want to know the sick That's thing. why they hired Millie. But, like, you know, it's 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 just one of those things where they knew it's going to be more of an international thing. Right. You, so that's why he dumbed down the characters, not much of a story, and he focused more on the You want to know the disgusting, the sick thing about myself? <laughs> you want to know? You like, like, truly. Like, Which one? Deep down. <laughs> is that... Because I got all the Easter eggs and because like I yeah. all this stuff I'm still excited for, for Kong versus Godzilla. Like it's That's still, probably the only one I'm gonna see. <laughs> but like the thing is I hated I hated Kong Skull Island. I saw I saw Kong. I, I didn't Kong, like this. Yeah. I was so so on Godzilla twenty fourteen. Yeah. Why the fuck would I even care about I'm more about? of a Kong person than a Godzilla person, so I think I just want to know how this it, tiny monkey because compared to uh, compared to Godzilla, I know. Kong's a tiny monkey. I wanna I know. know how this tiny I monkey's know. gonna be beat up a big lizard guy it could be fun it could be fun right. to see but like it did enough for me that i want to go see a giant monkey fight a giant lizard fair enough like it did enough for me that i'm that i'm so interested. so congratulations warner <laughs> brothers yet yeah, you, you fucking duped me into going to pay for another one you of your fucking it. movies you even it. after i didn't i didn't like the second fantastic beast even though i haven't liked 90 percent of what you've put out in the in in it's the dceu true. no honestly and warner i haven't brothers liked has these been... but you're duping me you're still duping me how the Look, fuck are you doing it it's they, like dragon they... ball z it just ends with a guy screaming and about to do something Look. cool so i'm like well i gotta come back next time to see them do something cool we briefly talked about this before a little bit ago um warner brothers did clean house a little bit you know in the top echelon of i would executives. still i would still think so, this, is, this is still under the old the oh old no, no no it is no it is it it's is still under the old but guard. like for example Spin robert robert Pattinson's the batman that's kind of more in a new wave we got um joker that's probably gonna be in the why did the you bring wave. up robert Pattinson out gotta say it I'm okay with it. I like it. I think okay. the dude's got a fantastic fucking chin. I, I think, think most people know that I am on board with yeah, it as well. I, I think I think protein for six months and that dude's <laughs> gonna look that dude's gonna look pretty jacked. Yeah, I like th- it. But I think what they said was and they're does, definitely focusing on the early aspects of it and, and the detective right. aspect of and Batman. Pattinson. Let's face it: if you've seen any movie that isn't Twilight, Twilight series, you'd be probably behind this. Yeah. He gets yeah. the brooding Batman thing down so well. Sure. Just go watch High Life. Like sure. that is him brooding for two hours pretty much pretty much yeah yeah so that's gonna do it for super movie brothers Yipper. tonight i hope you guys enjoyed the episode there's a lot to get through i know it might have sounded a little scatterbrained and stuff but like I had that fun with but, it. yeah but me and jay try to try my style try to bring our flavor and just and just bring you the most honest reviews that we can the way that we see them if you're enjoying the show please 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 go over to itunes leave us a five-star review even if you don't listen to us on itunes and you have an itunes account Please go over there to Apple Podcasts and uh, like leave us a five-star review. That's the way we grow. It's the way we get seen. If you'd like to be involved with the show a little bit more or 
reach out to Jay and myself. You can reach out to us on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. You can reach out to Jay on Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast on there. You can reach out to us both on Instagram. Jay runs the Super Movie Bros Beer Podcast. Uh, Super Movie Bros Beer Instagram, and I run the Movie Cocktail Instagram, so you can reach out to both of us on there. We are, of course... Still part of a network. We are part of the Podfix Network. So make sure you head over to podfixnetwork.com and you can check out all the great shows that are part of the Podfix Network. You can also check out all of our movie cocktail recipes. They do get posted up there. And we also brought to you by a sponsor. It is Blowfish. So if you would like to cure your hangovers quickly and efficiently, make sure you head over to fourhangovers.com. Use the promo code SMBFISH. Get your 15% off. And finally, the Trailer Park music you heard before we got into the Trailer Park segment was brought to you by our Thomas good friend. Thomas Iannucci. Yeah, our good buddy Thomas Iannucci, uh, straight out of Hawaii. Uh, Hawaiian Grammy Award winning artist, you God guys. Damn right. Uh, he does have uh, some new singles out, so make sure you can follow him on Twitter at Thomas underscore Iannucci on there and you can catch him on Spotify. So I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers.